The following episode is one of 10 sample programs podcast as a public service of FocusedPassion.com. Get an even higher education, including courses in personal empowerment and self-mastery at FocusedPassion.com. Remember the E-D, that's FocusedPassion.com. The thought that life could be better is woven indelibly into our hearts and our brains. So hi, hello, and howdy, and welcome to another edition of the podcast, Finding Yourself in Paradise. My name is Michael Benner. And I'm Steve Snyder. And uh, awakening this morning in paradise, I was just struck by the the beauty of the morning, and I started thinking about beauty and how how uplifting it is, how it makes you feel so good. And I started thinking, like, what is beauty? And I thought, well, it's not just something you like to look at. It's, it's something you like to look at a lot. Well, the name of the program is Finding Yourself in Paradise. And I think in appreciating beauty, we can find ourselves. Indeed. I know I put off the process in my own life because I... I got it in my head early on, and that's another story, that I was not a very good artist, that I was good at math and science, very left brain, but forget the art, you'll never be any good at this. Actually, an art teacher told me that, (laughs) if you want to know the story. So I thought I, therefore, really didn't have a right to express myself in terms of what was beautiful. Wow. And I looked at things mechanically, you know. Rather than I look function at a, more than form. Yeah, I look at a tree and I think of how many board feet of lumber was in it. You know, wow. rather than just digging on the tree. And uh, unfortunately, that woke you know I woke up to that. Yes, obviously so. Know, in my uh, probably in my early thirties uh, when I started to focus really in on uh, emotional intelligence. Wow, gosh, I I remember being uh, appreciating beauty. It's one of my earliest memories of my really? childhood. Yeah, uh, when I was. Well, it had to be under two years old. I was traveling from Los Angeles to the San Fernando Valley, a suburb of Los Angeles, and I was over what's called the, the Sepulveda Pass. Now they have a freeway there. but And I remember going up, up, up to the top of this like hill, and then when you crested the hill, you saw all the lights of the valley below. And I remember like it take, it like <gasps> it made, made me take this deep breath, you know, and I, and I go, wow. And and it's like so beautiful. It's like I'm in heaven looking down, and and I remember how, I remember how beauty, even at the earliest age, something that struck my eye as so beautiful, made me feel so alive and so. It, it made me take a deep breath. It made me go, and then go wow, and express it. It, it was it was everything that. Um, fear wasn't, you know, fear made me hold my breath and tighten up, but, but, but wonder, awe, excitement, beauty made me feel so big and so expansive. I, I, I love, I love beauty. I mean, that's still a silly thing to say. Everybody loves beauty, but it's played such an important part of my life. And you say you sense it as safety, part and parcel of just feeling. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like when I'm appreciating beauty, I, I mean, I didn't know this then, but now I've analyzed it. I'm in a state of focused passion. I mean, I'm focused on what I'm finding beautiful. I'm passionate about what I'm finding beautiful. And therefore, I'm totally ignorant or ignoring 
the danger that might be out there. I mean, I'm not paying any attention to Iraq right now. I'm paying no attention to traffic right now. I'm paying no attention to the overpopulation of China. Right? I'm not paying attention to any of that. Right now, I'm paying attention to that incredibly beautiful smile on my wife's face, you know, or whatever beauty, beauty is to you. That's what I'm paying attention to. And beauty strikes me in such a way that it grabs me and, and makes me pay attention to nothing but it. And therefore, of course, I feel safe. Yeah. So we could uh, maybe even just for this one episode, rename our podcast, Finding Yourself in Beauty. Yeah. Paradise, I've, I've said over and over again, paradise has two qualities. It's beautiful. It's not just beautiful, though, because if, if paradise was just beautiful, then you could be surrounded by wild animals attacking you you know, in a beautiful place. That's not paradise. It's also got to be safe. So it's got to be beautiful and safe. So finding yourself in paradise, finding yourself in beauty, finding yourself in alpha, finding yourself in focused passion, finding yourself in contemplation, finding yourself in meditation, whatever name you want to put on it, I, I'm partial to paradise. So beauty is relaxing. Yes. It is, it, isn't it? It helps us feel safe. Yes. I mean, and sometimes it's exhilarating, but exhilarating is not the same as stressful at all. It can, it can make you excited. Beauty can make you excited. Uh, but it, it's, it's always, oh boy, and it's never, oh no. You know, that's what it comes down to. Beauty is always, oh boy, and never, oh no. There's a quality of needing to pause and contemplate beauty it's not like a logical decision or a snap judgment that needs to be it's intuitive in nature it needs to be revealed to us or sort of unfolded within us because it is so subjective i mean you know there are things we mostly agree are beautiful but you know i mean beauty's in the eye of the beholder we've been saying that you know all for i don't know how what happened i don't even know where that one came from it's just been around for so long well, it speaks to the idea that I think most people, regardless of how they organize other information, if you say the word beauty, it's a matter of visual perception. That's what I think we're talking about. That's what most people get, is that beauty is something they, they see. Yeah. And so we have art. We have a beautiful painting or a photograph. Or, or, or a mountaintop or a valley sure. or a you know, beautiful river. Even a picture in our mind's eye yeah. yes, tends to be a, a visual expression of beauty. But you and I have been saying in working on this topic recently that it's interesting how many other ways there are to look at perception of beauty. Indeed, for every physical sense... There's an imaginary sense as well that we can pull upon. I think we can develop this idea of beauty, in inner beauty, the perception of exterior beauty and the way it creates an inner beauty and, and vice versa. And vice versa. It goes both ways. Yeah. So, so we have a sense of what's beautiful to our eye, but we also have that same thing as beautiful to our mind's eye. That is, if I actually am looking at that waterfall... In reality, or if I close my eyes and remember looking at or imagine looking at the waterfall, I'm still it's there's still beauty. So beauty is not diminished by my mind's eye versus reality. In fact, sometimes enhanced by. So I have a mind's eye, but I also have a mind's ear. You know, I, like to me, beautiful sounds. Uh, whale whale song is beautiful sound. Winds through the trees, beautiful sounds. Uh, birds singing. But you know, when I thought about what's the most beautiful sound that pops into my mind. It, it was Jerry Garcia's guitar. I mean, you know, I, it, it was. I, I just listened to, 
a few riffs of that amazing guitar, and, and that's what made me happiest. That's what I thought was the most beautiful, was listening to that. So we all have an idea of what sounds beautiful. And again, it could be the real listening to his guitar, which I was fortunate enough to do many, many times back in the 80s and 70s, or, or on a CD, or in my mind, you know. And then there's, of course, you know, all the other senses. I, I smelled freshly mown grass, you know, I, I, acres of lawn I just mowed, and I'm, I'm standing out in the middle, smelling it, and I'm imagining the taste of this big, huge red strawberry, you know, that just bursts with flavor in my mouth. And then there's a beautiful flavor. A beautiful flavor. Isn't, I mean, isn't a really good, fresh strawberry? Maybe some people don't like strawberries. I but guess delicious is the word we would use for a beautiful flavor. I guess uh, delicious, delectable, yeah. Delightful, delirious. Delightful. <laughs> but it's, it's a beautiful flavor. When strawberry explodes in your mouth, it's a beautiful no, flavor. No. And, then, and then the other one that, popped, that was really so wonderful for me, was imagining, I have these two puppies, these two golden retriever puppies that are just about eight months old, and imagine nuzzling and my hands in their fur and my face with the, oh, that was that, that feeling. So there's all these amazing senses of beauty in all of our five senses in the yeah. real world and all of our mind's senses as well. I think this is a breakthrough for lots of people, beginning meditators, people who are working with visualization or guided imagery, or maybe working with another system and looking for a way to begin to practice guided imagery yeah. for all the benefits. Uh, I'm seeing more and more in the news media about guided imagery and pain control and healing, but also in psychotherapy and accelerated learning, of course. It's really exciting. It's uh, yeah. And that used to be called visualization, still is really. So I think that's a breakthrough for a lot of folks, whether they're beginning meditators, uh, the idea of visualization and guided imagery now. Maybe it's outside of somebody's normal practice. Maybe contemplatives who are used to emptying their mind can learn to benefit from the, the applications of guided imagery and visualization. But again, the idea that you have for every physical sense, and there's five of them, an imaginary corresponding sense. Yeah, exactly. A, a counterpart you create with your imagination. So anything you can see for real, you can see in your mind. Now, there are people who say, but wait a minute, I can't see anything in my mind. But you can still conceptualize what the picture would look like if you did see it. Like we use the example of imagine an umbrella. And regardless of whether or not you actually have a picture of the umbrella, you know somehow whether it's open or closed. So you must have an idea of what the picture would look like somehow. That's good enough. Yeah, ask yourself, is it wet or dry? Yeah. yeah you have an opinion on how it. How would you know that? Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you didn't have sort of an idea of what the thing looked like. Exactly. You didn't, you, unless you touched it. And, you know, right. there, you know then, then that made our argument. Uh, so, so you can do that with smelling. You can do that with tasting. You can do that with all of, all of your senses, all five of your senses. And, and those corresponding senses can be just exactly real or, or as close to real as, as you can get them or they can be completely better than i mean you can enhance anything you want in your imagination i can remember the smell of a rose that i actually smelled but i actually am capable as i'm sure everybody is with some practice of imagining the smell of that rose being even more wonderful than it really was my my imagination is capable of enhancing reality I've been known to do that on occasion. Imagination is so rich. I don't think it's appreciated even as much as it should be in the field of psychology, that memory 
is a function of imagination as well. That, yeah. that in order to remember something, we have to reflect upon it. And maybe that reflection is really accurate and maybe it's starting to get a little <laughs> distorted over time. It, well, it always gets somewhat distorted over time unless the initial impression was so intense, you know, so powerful. And even then, I read a study recently, fascinating study. They did this, took this group of people and asked them the day after the Challenger blew up where they were the day the Challenger blew up, yesterday. And they wrote a, a story in their own handwriting. And then 10 years later, he asked those same large group of people, where were you the day the Challenger broke up? And 25% of them had a different story than the one they actually wrote in their handwriting. And of those, when they actually read the initial thing that they wrote in their own handwriting, they go, no, that's, that's, a, that's a forgery. I never, I couldn't have written that because I remember for sure exactly where I was. Yeah. The fisherman always gets the bad rap for it was this big. You know, every time they tell the story, the fish gets a little bigger. But we all do that, and it's largely unconscious. It is, because we're not remembering what happened. We're remembering the last time we remembered what that's happened. That's really an important point. Yeah. But... Again, the idea here that uh, we want to pause to consider beauty, to take the time to relax and to feel safe, and then to be able to do that in five different ways. As an induction, if you will, as a methodology of very quickly getting into the state of focused passion using what makes you focus and what you're most passionate about. And that's your experience, your perception, uh, your, what beauty is to you. It's an excellent meditation to simply contemplate beauty. So why don't we start with the guided imagery? Why don't we start with a little audio journey at the beginning of this uh, session and and do a very simple back and forth. Um, I'm going to ask you to close your eyes now and take a deep breath. This is just going to be a few moments. uh, And as you close your eyes and take that deep breath and find yourself in your paradise... Imagine something that looks beautiful. It might be your paradise. It might be something altogether different, but something that comes to your mind that looks beautiful. Reflect on how beautiful it looks, and then... Allow yourself to imagine without any effort at all. Just let it occur to you. Something that sounds really beautiful. There, that very first thing that sounds really beautiful and as you reflect on the wonder the awe that comes with the beauty of that sound allow that to release as you start to reflect on something that smells beautiful i mean it the fragrance just the wafting aroma it just smells so so beautiful these three senses may be of three entirely different situations or circumstances. They may be related. But realize your ability to see beauty in your mind's eye, to hear sounds that are beautiful, to smell fragrances of beauty. And now, trusting that vivid imagination... Think of beauty as a taste. Delicious, perhaps. A beautiful taste. Beautiful taste. Just just caressing your taste buds throughout your mouth. Just a beautiful taste. And with that taste still lingering, 
Imagine your hands reaching out to touch something that feels beautiful to caress. To caress, to touch, to hold. Feel the tactile sensation that feels so beautiful in your fingertips and, and throughout the rest of your body. Feel something that feels beautiful. And then review these, seeking this time to experience what in you is touched, what part of you awakens and demands your attention when you look at what appears to be beautiful to you, a beautiful picture or image. So see the beauty and notice how that feels. Notice where in your body it's experienced that beauty. Is it in your heart or in your hands? Where, where do you feel the beauty that you see? And the same, hear the beauty. Hear something beautiful and notice how that makes you feel. Notice how it changes you as you shift quickly to even smelling something beautiful and then tasting something beautiful wafting in your mouth. And, and finally, the caress the gentle caress of something so beautiful to touch. See something beautiful. Hear something beautiful. Smell something beautiful. Taste something beautiful. Touch something beautiful. And in seconds, in seconds, your passion is focused on what's beautiful to you. So in a few moments... Take a deep breath, and with those five areas of beauty, what you see, run through it, what you hear, what you smell, what you taste, and what you touch, bring that all, those five, together, and take a deep breath again and bring yourself back to wide awake. So we have the ability now to go back to Alpha simply by closing our eyes and seeing, hearing, smelling, feeling, tasting, touching our beauty. But you know, Michael, that's not all of the senses we have. <laughs> that's only five. We've all heard about the sixth sense. And I think that's a good name for it, because even though it feels mental sometimes, it's really emotional. What it we're talking indeed. about, the sixth sense, is more emotional. Intuition, I think, is a great word for yeah. it. Intuition. It's also called feeling. You know, the, the tactile sensation is called feeling. But, but, you know, I got a good feeling about this. That's intuition. And, and that comes from something other than the external world, clearly. It's something deep inside. But it's a sense. And it's, it's real. I mean, it's real. Just like you can't always depend on your other senses. You know, don't believe everything you see kind of thing. Or the story about the five people that touched the elephant. The blind guy thought it was a snake because he touched the, the, the tail. And somebody else thought it was a hose because he, you know. So don't believe everything you touch. Don't, you know. Well, it's the same thing. Don't believe everything your intuition tells you. But boy, it's going to be right. Just like your five senses are a lot of the time. And we can use our imaginary sixth sense in a very powerful and wonderful way. Well, to reflect on the beauty as perceived by our intuitive nature is really rich. Indeed. This it's is, full of something called love, I think. Yeah, this is, <laughs> this is really a nice idea because consider that 
The whole concept of being open to intuition is being open to, let's try some other words, inspiration. Yeah. Ingenuity. Revelation. Insight. Realization. Illumination. Illumination, I like to. Yeah, illumination. So the idea that even the higher intelligence, if you will, whether, however you explain it, you might see it as a some hidden aspect of self or an overshadowing soul or spirit guides or a particular savior. Christians might think of Jesus and Buddhists might think of the Buddha nature or the supreme being or the creator of all the one life. <laughs> Whatever your belief system happens to be, where does that come from, that realization? Thoughts arriving as if full-blown, bursts of inspiration where you just can't write fast enough. You know, it's really, really powerful. And the argument that it comes from you or through you is a difficult one. But either way, you deal with it the same way. If you close your eyes and you ask your intuition to experience something beautiful, like when I asked, like, all right, me and beauty, like, let's put this together, intuition, me and beauty, what, 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 what do we got? And what it said to me is, I'm going to help you notice more beautiful things every day of your life. That's what my mind, that's what my intuition said. said, I have a hunch, you know, I have a feeling, I have a sense, because you've talked about this subject today, it's now in your consciousness, it's you know, something you became really aware of. I have a feeling that I'm going to be noticing much, much more beauty in my life than I've been noticing before. We did this earlier today, and Doreen, my wife, her sense of that, having gone through yeah. this exercise we were playing around with, was that beauty emanates from me, yeah, or radiates from my and she heart, her heart, yeah, yeah, out into the world. Uh, That's beautiful. That is beautiful. <laughs> That's very beautiful. That, that is, I, I am the light. Yeah. Um, let's see. What was mine? Oh, mine was um, beauty is love. Yes. Right, a, sim- a simple thing. Uh, and a path. Right. A path, actually. The way to love or through love or of love, I guess. Well, that yeah. love is the way. Yeah, right, love. peace is the way. Yeah. That beauty is the way. That beauty is a way, an approach to whatever is meaningful in your life, whether you think of it in a secular way or a spiritual yeah. way. Whatever brings you a sense of uh, purpose, a sense of significance in your life, whatever your belief system, look for beauty in that. Absolutely. And, you know, Doreen said something else this morning that really triggered me. She said, and, and maybe think of beauty in a whole nother way, and that is the idea, of, like, of a beautiful solution. Oh, you know, yeah. You know, I mean, it's like, that, that doesn't mean, like, pretty to look at. That means, like, elegant or most effective. Or it's, what occurs to me when I think of a beautiful solution is one that not only solves the problem for them and me, but it makes it better for everybody else. That, that's what seems to me like like a good solution is it solves it for us. But a beautiful solution has got to be more than just that. It's got to it's got to make the world better or something like that for it to be a really beautiful solution. So, so beauty has a whole other meaning than we think about beautiful solutions. You reminded me of beauty in the environment, the ecosystem, yeah. and the way that works out. I remember a fellow calling my talk show years and years ago, and he challenged what he thought were my liberal views and my uh, Luddite views of progress and enterprise and such, and, which wasn't really true, or oversimplification, certainly. 
kind and, of a Luddite view in his part of the Yeah, well, he, he, he took, he, his challenge to me was this. He said, you know, a beaver can build a dam and completely change the ecosystem, flooding areas and, and, and forcing all this uh, change and adaptation. You don't seem to have a problem with that, but we come in and build Hoover Dam, and you're talking about ecological damage that it causes. And it, it, it was like, so there. And it just occurred to me immediately to respond as if it was as obvious as could be that the difference was that the Beaver Dam had evolved over time. Yeah. And the dam, Hoover Dam, went up in a, a decade or whatever. But why had the Beaver Dam evolved over time is because it's good for all concerned. That's good, my point. It's, it's good for, right, it's good for the creatures above it in the food chain. That's it's good it. for the creatures below it in the food chain. That's it. I don't think Hoover Dam is good for the creatures below us in the food chain necessarily, yeah. especially all those poor fish that starved to death down there. So it might create an appearance that suddenly a beaver builds this dam and changes the whole area upstream and downstream. But in the way it's supposed to be changed. But it's that. part exactly, of it, right, exactly. part of a natural process. Exactly. Now, we can learn to find that down. And not to say that it, it could be argued that Hoover Dam might fall into that too because we're animals and we're creating, you know, I mean, who, who knows? In the long term. In, in the long term. Very long term. Yeah. But to follow nature's Tao, the Dharma, the flow, that's the path, the middle way. That's the way of the heart. Yes. And uh, away from the extremes. I mean, the extremes are almost always wrong, you know, I mean, one, except in extreme cases. So the middle way. And there's, that's where the beauty is, yeah, in the heart, the in the middle, in the center. So beauty is a way to discovery of our relationship with the universe around us. So beauty is a path through the heart to understanding our connectedness to all things and in a very personal way, I think. Exactly. Think, think about it this way. When you see a beautiful person or a beautiful painting... Are, is it beautiful because it's so different? It's it's so absolutely one of a kind, unique, and reminds you of nothing. Or is it beautiful because it reminds you of everything? Is it beautiful because it seems so familiar somehow? It, it feels like home somehow. It feels like it's it's part of you sometimes somehow. I think it, something's beautiful because it wakes up something inside of you that feels familiar. Not a connection, not, some yeah, sort connection, of connection. Exactly. So in that way, you know, we've talked in the past about how fear instructs us and shows yes. us where to go. That's so counterintuitive. Say that again. Say that, that again. That fear instructs us and it shows us where we need to go to learn. But love, as in beauty, shows us, I think, what we already know to be true. Yes. Yes. Nicely said. Because when we see beauty or love, it, it feels right. It feels, yes. It has, it comes accompanied with a affirmation of this is true this is right this is you know oh, in fact what do we say when we meet the one it, it was right i knew it, it was just right it was just so <laughs> it was so so right you know that's exactly that's exactly the feeling and that's what beauty does for us it, it's like yes that's it that's it that's it i mean i, I when i go through my five you know i, I, I actually six you know i just I, each one has, comes with this powerful affirmation i imagine my 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 beautiful wife's smile and it just it just feels yes, and, and then I I hear Jerry Garcia's guitar, and then I smell that newly mown lawn, and then I taste that strawberry, and then I feel my puppies, and then I get that sense that beauty's going to be everywhere I look from, and everywhere I smell, and everywhere I taste from now on. Just running through that in the few seconds it takes to do that, and, and it takes a lot less time to imagine it than to say it. 
just makes me feel so great in, in it, and it makes me feel like I'm safe and I'm home. You know, these are things that feel home to me. I'd like to repeat that exercise, yeah. only unify it, or harmonize it at least, by making all of the uh, imaginary sensations around a single object oh, nice. or circumstance or state. Okay. So it all five can come in one focused picture, into, picture smell, taste, feel, right, sound thing. About one particular thing. Cool. And maybe we could, before we do the induction give our listeners an opportunity to choose one thing. One area of their life or one kind of thing, yeah. Could be a relationship right. with, with another person, could be a relationship with self, or a relationship with career, with money, with health, spare time activity. Should I really start the garden? Okay. You know, <laughs> we're talking about that now. Yeah. Is this a good time to start the garden? Should we it's get going spring, in the garden? You know, How big a garden? What do we plant? All of that. Anything that you I'm want. I'm sure it'll be a beautiful garden, Michael. I'm sure it will. Anything that we want to understand better by approaching through beauty. And why don't you just, again, trust that first impression rather than trying to deduce it with logic. Let it bubble up into your awareness. That thing. There you go. That's it. Choose that one thing. And you want to do this now, Steve? Um, yeah. I mean, it, it's so clear that, just in thinking about what we, we were just doing, that beauty is so much perception. I mean, I bet you there's no two human beings on the planet Earth that will do this exercise exactly the same. You know, it's like... I can't imagine they, they'd be redundant. Yeah, right. We wouldn't, <laughs> right, we wouldn't need... Even clones might do this one. Yeah. This is like what I find beautiful. I mean, we'll all agree that... You know, some model is beautiful or some uh, some mountain is beautiful. I mean, almost everybody would agree. But but generally, the whole concept of beauty is so incredibly subjective. And it's just such a beautiful way of pointing out how absolutely unique human beings are in that, you know, we all have our unique perceptions. But also, I don't think there's a human being born that hasn't experienced beauty. In their own in way. In their own way. In big ways, it overlap yeah. and intersect with each other, but it's still a unique perspective. Absolutely. To begin to really get that life is essentially a roar search test. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, what, what, what am I here to figure out? You know? What's it look like is the whole point. The, and yet we get suckered into playing the role of the victim. Yes. It's good. We need to repeat this a lot. Because yes. there's a haze, a, a hypnosis that we need to break people out of the trance. A feeling as if life is done to you. And to pause and consciously contemplate beauty and this or in that. And in a full spectrum way, as Steve and I are instructing you, is a way of waking up, getting conscious. And uh, at a point, you just don't talk about benefits other than to say this is finding yourself. Yeah. Finding yourself in or the breakthrough to a new you we used to yeah. talk about in the breakthrough series. Nothing short of a whole new sense of who you are and therefore what you want, how to get it, you know, what yeah. to do with this life. So many benefits. I mean one of the Beauty is a path to that. It is. It is. And and one of the obvious benefits of meditating on beauty, thinking about beauty, putting these five beautiful ideas or six beautiful ideas through your mind regularly is that your mind starts thinking about beauty and starts noticing beauty in every other 
area of your life and everything in your life. You condition it to that. And and you, you have to understand that that doesn't mean it's going to ignore the dangerous. By focusing in on the beauty, you're, you're still totally safe. The part of you that needs to be alert to things that are not beautiful, that are ugly, are, is not going to be turned off by being involved in beauty. Okay, The autopilot will catch dangerous stuff. So you can stop and smell the roses. You can, and no car is going to run you over. You know, there's, a, there's a part of you that will be listening. You can go to sleep at night and know that your baby will awaken you with their quietest cries if they're really hurting and they're really in danger know that you're safe even when you're doing something beautiful you don't have to you don't have to worry about not allowing yourself to appreciate beauty because you've got to stay alert the part of you that needs to stay alert is staying alert and the other part of you that can just go off of alert that can that can appreciate beauty that can stop and smell the roses okay because the appreciation of beauty really is a time-sensitive kind of a thing, I think you really need to slow down in many cases and pause. Okay, I grant the argument that some things are instantly beautiful. Yeah, but you don't say slow down and smell the roses. You say stop. You know, it yeah. really is about slowing all the way down yeah. to really appreciate beauty. To take the time to even appreciate the dog or pet the cat or watch a spider spin a web... Yeah. Yes. And if you feel so pressured that you don't have time to do that, well, consider that this exercise is even more effective than the real thing. Whereas it may take 20 minutes to watch a spider actually weave that web. You can do it in your mind in 20 seconds or even two. With an even bigger emotional affect. Make it even more beautiful. Because in the imagination you could zoom in like a television or movie director. You can cut to a close-up and then maybe dissolve, slow fade to a long shot of the spider and then jump to the other side from the underside. The mind is so wonderfully rich. And then add in, as we've discussed, the hearing, the sounds that go with imagining yourself that relaxed that you could just watch a spider spin a web. What kind of sounds would there be? Maybe crickets in the background or something in the smells and the tastes and the tactile sensations. It oh, could... by the way, and for those of you who are afraid of spiders and think, I would never do an exercise like this, this is how you relieve the yeah. fear. This is how you get, because no imaginary spider can hurt you. And, and by playing with creating this whole thing, your fear of spiders won't maybe completely go away, but it certainly will diminish. Yeah, it's a great place to rehearse. It's the most effective yep. place and the safest place yep. is to go to a safe place. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, to do something that you need to rehearse that might be dangerous to To practice it effectively. Exactly. Yeah, it's a nice cyclic event, nice cycle. Okay, so let's do it. Uh, choose that item now, that object. Of your life or object. Yeah, that relationship, that circumstance where we're going to use all of these sensations and imaginary senses to focus this time on that one particular relationship, whether it's with your job or your health or could be any situation or circumstance where you want to better understand it. By contemplating beauty. So as you close your eyes and take a deep breath and begin to feel how very beautiful you are here in paradise. And focusing on that area of your life, you notice what what occurs to you that looks 
so very beautiful about it. In the mind's eye, the picture, the concept, the mental construct becomes very clear. And to bring that picture into focus, to be able to zoom in, to make the colors brighter and the edges more well-defined, to increase and improve upon the impact visually. Relax, let go, take another nice, slow, deep breath. And as you exhale slowly, let go to that image. Let it come to you. Don't reach for it. Imagine that you've magnetized it. Mm. And let that image come to you. Exactly. We attract by allowing and releasing. Trying, grabbing, holding, which may be the natural instinct, trying to concentrate, trying to see that picture more clearly, is the wrong approach. It's, it's counterintuitive, but the way to really best see that mental image is just to let it happen. It's to just give up, just surrender to it, it's just to allow it to be. And in the same way, if the sounds that go with this image are faint, and you want to hear them better, to appreciate even more of the beauty in these sounds that go with this whole image, then let go, make no effort. Release, allow the sounds to come to you. And hear with your mind. You don't need your ears. Your mind can hear. Just as it hears your thoughts, just as your mind hears the dialogue in your dreams, you can hear something beautiful. Imagine you do. Pretend you do. The feeling that you're making it up is the right feeling. As you combine the picture and the sound, what you see and what you hear that's so beautiful now with what you smell. Considering the subject you've chosen for this exercise which you've imagined seeing the beauty and hearing the beauty. Smell the fragrances of beauty in this case. How does it smell to feel beauty and relaxation? And how does inner peace smell? Mm -hmm. And as you see, hear, and smell the beauty, you begin also to notice how wonderful it tastes. How the delicious, delightful, and delectable bursts of flavor swirl around inside your mouth. And it just tastes so beautiful. And as you see, hear, smell, and taste the beauty, reach out your hand and step into it. Put it on. Get the hand in the hands places. Get your feet in the feet places like you're pulling on a bodysuit that is you appreciating beauty in all of these different ways and feeling safer and more relaxed 
allowing yourself to magnetically attract without any effort at all all the goodness and truth that comes with beauty goodness and truth that are magnetized with your perception of beauty and as you experience yourself as you find yourself here in beauty here in paradise you understand that this means that you will notice beauty more in your life you will notice things that look beautiful more you will notice things that sound beautiful more frequently and more powerfully you will smell beauty you will taste beauty and you will touch it feel it caress it hold it enfold it beauty becomes part of your lens and so wherever you look if there's beauty to see your mind will find it for you and wherever you put your ear to hear the beauty will come right on through anytime you lift up your nose for a scent the beauty of that smell will fill heaven's scent and what you taste and what you feel is better even better than real imagine the beauty imagine it's you and you'll notice things beautiful whatever you do say to yourself I am the one who appreciates this beauty I am the one that appreciates this beauty I am the one that appreciates this beauty I'm the one that appreciates this beauty and I'm the one that appreciates this beauty realizing of course that if you were not that beauty you wouldn't recognize it as beautiful you are that beauty more than your ability to see it and your aspirations for more of it you are already that beauty can you can you say to yourself are you willing to say i am beauty i am beauty i am beauty if i if if i wasn't i wouldn't recognize it when i saw it because it seems so familiar that it's so beautiful it strikes home i am beauty i recognize the beauty in me when i see it out there i am beauty i recognize the beauty in me when i smell and hear and taste and feel it out there i am beauty and as you allow yourself to feel the emanation or radiation of beauty from you in all directions releasing giving up letting go of your beauty you create a magnetic field and the spiritual planes the metaphysical dimensions like attracts like and that magnetic field brings more beauty into the field and it grows and so not only do you see more things that are beautiful you see more beauty in everything and you still get to be safe you get to stop and smell the roses and be safe you get to stop and taste the flavors and be safe you get to stop 
and experience your beauty and be safe. You are the experience of that beauty, but you are also the will to perceive it. Commit yourself to taking time to pause, to slow down, to even stop, to commit tiny little slices of your day to the perception of the goodness and the truth within you and without you, available through beauty. Commit yourself to making an effort to do that. It's not really much of an effort. It's just a matter of committing yourself. You have free will or willpower, the will to do this regularly. And the exercise, to do this exercise, will be easy and fun and, and effective as well. So see something beautiful, hear something beautiful, smell something beautiful, taste something beautiful, feel something beautiful. That took five seconds. Five seconds. You always can find five seconds to change your mind about whatever's going on. Yeah. Yeah. See, hear, smell, taste, and touch something beautiful, and then finish with some kind of wonderful intuition about how more beauty will appear in your life, or how beauty is you, or whatever comes up for you. It doesn't take very long. In fact, it doesn't take any time hardly at all to experience beauty the more you practice this the faster you can do it and and here's the coolest thing i just started this this morning i just made this up this morning and so i've only done it what, 20 or 30 times now or something but now i can do it in a couple seconds you know it's like i did, 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 did and and i'm when I see my wife's face, I get this big smile on my face. When I hear Jerry's guitar, my hands go to this, you know, like air guitar position. When I smell the grass, my, my arms go in the air in my mind. When I taste the strawberry, my lips pucker. And when I feel my puppies, I nuzzle my chest. It's just in, in seconds I get that whole rush. And I come out of that. And then that feeling of I'm going to see more beauty in my life. And then I've changed my whole day in seconds. And this is focused passion. This is paradise. I suspect that as we continue to practice this, it's going to collapse on top of itself even more. It'll become one gestalt. Yes, I think one so. instant. Yeah. And we'll anchor into it, and it'll be very powerful. Yeah, we'll go to our paradise place and just boom, be right, it. You know, right. I think you're right. The idea of anchoring into it is important to state-specific learning, you know, to create a very powerful sense of your existence, your awareness, your ability to be, and anchor into that from a non-egoic place, just exactly. affirm in the biggest, most complete sense possible that I am that, and it makes all the difference in the world. There's no disagreement about that quality of positive thinking. So beauty is a path. This is a, a fun exercise that you can do, as Steve says, eventually in a matter of seconds, and who knows, maybe even an instantaneous burst. Absolutely. But the most important thing to remember is today, that I just started this exercise this morning. I made it up my mind this morning. I've done it a bunch of times. But what matters is today. If I keep practicing it after I do this podcast, which, of course, I will, then it'll become a habit. By the end of the day, I will automatically wake up tomorrow morning and do it again and again and again. 
But if I stop now, you know, like, oh, that was a neat idea, and then I drop that idea and then go on to the rest of my life from here and don't reinforce this new process a bunch of times today, then I'll lose it. So, and I know, and I'm good at this stuff and I know that. So I haven't done it enough yet to make it a habit, but I can do that in a day and, and anybody can do it in a couple or a few days. It occurs to me another way this is going to work for us is that let's take your examples. Uh, isn't it conceivable that in so-called real world with your physical eyes open, you see your wife smile, that it'll bring up for you Jerry's guitar and the uh, the new mown lawn and the uh, taste of the wow! Uh, wow! Uh, I probably will. I hadn't thought about and that. Every time you eat a strawberry, you'll think. Oh, of the... my wife! Oh, I love it! I love <laughs> it! What a great! You know, I hadn't thought about it, and it might have happened anyway. But it's certainly going to happen now. <laughs> now that you made the suggestion, and I said yes to it with such vigor and vim and vitality, I love that idea. So there's a couple of ways to do it, like that, with each sense corresponding to a different. You know, having the latitude or the freedom to perceive beauty in a different way via each of these imaginary sensations. But uh, also the idea of putting it all together, as we did in the second exercise, into all of the senses about one thing, one outcome, uh, a goal or a solution, a circumstance, a relationship, whatever you want to call it. Yes, and, and whereas I don't know that I agree with the lyrics of the song, everything is beautiful, there are a whole lot of things that are, and, you know... It, it, Everybody's got a mama someplace. <laughs> it is in the eye of the beholder. There are things we, we kind of pretty much agree are beautiful, but but the bottom line is, with a beauty consciousness, you know, uh, with beauty in your consciousness, you begin to see beauty in things that you wouldn't have seen it in before, in you begin to see the inner beauty in people where maybe before you were superficially more looking at their outer appearance. That's been my experience, at least. The more the more you get in tune with what really beauty is about, you start to notice it everywhere you look. I really think it's essential to personal, much less spiritual development. To have a good sense of yourself, you've got to use beauty as a path, as a, as a means of discovering yourself on a deeper level, finding out what makes you tick. And to be best in the world, you got to manage the self, and that means you got to understand it. And that's what we're all about every week, is taking you to paradise to find that better nature, that higher self. You've seen it in flashes. You know you're capable of it. It's what brought you to this program in the first place. And we're going to help you week after week with practical and portable tools but we want you to help us get your friends to wage a little bit of inner peace here so that we can all share these tools. The world will change as our view of it changes. Indeed. In fact, if people are thinking, well, boy, I'm looking forward to becoming successful so I can really surround myself with beauty, I'd like to suggest that if you surround yourself with beauty, you'll become successful. It yeah. works the other way around. Yeah. So even if you can't afford to buy the Mona Lisa, you, you can't afford to not take a moment or two and imagine that enigmatic smile in your mind or whatever it is that you find beautiful. And you can afford 99 cents. Thanks for supporting this project. And again, thanks for bringing your friends to focusedpassion.com. Remember the ED, focusedpassion.com. 99 cents a week billed monthly. And uh, as always, be gentle, love life, and take care of each other. For Steve Snyder, this is Michael Benner. The thought that life could be better is woven in death.